What up, guys, man? It's your boy HD, and this is going to be the first solo episode of Let's Talk Tech. This will be number 11, and this one is going to be titled, Was College Really Useful? So was, was college really useful? I figured that I start doing this single when I don't have any guests, just so you guys can, uh, you know, vibe with me a little bit more. Uh, check out, I don't know, like, <laughs> I'm a little rough right now. But um, yeah, let's, let's, let's really get into it, guys. So many of you, if you're new, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and you not never been on my YouTube channel, check out the YouTube channel, Techno Chatter. But um, anyways, in my very first video, I talked about how did I get into you know, cybersecurity, and I kind of briefly talked about you know why I did it and what made me move there, and you know, etc. But what I want to focus on now is kind of let's talk about in between, what really the the nitty gritty. So let's get to it. My first year was uh, September of 2010. I went in to LA Tech as a freshman and I wanted to be an architect. And at the time, I don't even think I had the, I think my ACT needed to be a certain thing. I think at the time, the highest thing I had was a 20. So I had a 20 on my ACT and I had to do pre-architecture. So I didn't really get a chance to take my pre-architecture classes. And I think that was actually to my benefit. But I think I'd take like an art class and a math class and, you know, have to do some stuff I really didn't care about. And to top this all up, um, top this all off was the fact that I was at school and I didn't have my financial aid done right. So I didn't have everything I needed to succeed my first quarter. So I uh, set myself back, well, not intentionally, because at the time I'm still a child, really the first person in the family to go straight through the college on my mom's side. So it's not a lot of insight somebody can give you about that. And pretty much I had to drop a math class. And then I was just like, eh, do I want to do architecture? I uh, well, always I had a couple of friends that was in architecture already, and I would see them everybody already up there and like it was a cool building of course because architecture but i was like i don't think i'm gonna be good at that you take a drafting class and a, and a writing class and i was like uh, i don't know and you know for those of you who are possibly in college and feeling like that you know if the moment you feel like that reassess why you're there and what you want to do because you don't want to be like most people spend three years in a major you really didn't want to do and change your major a lot of that stuff prolongs you from graduating and gets you in more and more debt. So it's good to figure that out in the beginning. Uh, have to do that so y'all can see my hat. But um, so I ended up, I had a couple of friends because I ran the College of Business and I went to the College of Business to, what did I do? Can't, can't really remember exactly how I ended up there. But I went and viewed it, and then I started looking at um, IT salaries. Looked at some IT salaries. I was like, man, you know, this high. 
I mean, if I could make this, I, sh- I should go because at that time, you know, that was a lot of money to me. I mean, I come from humble beginnings. If anybody ever met me, they know I'm super humble. Uh, I never try to act like I'm better than what I want because just the way I was raised and how I came up. And I was like, man, I, I need to do that. And I talked to my advisor at the time. That was like a thing in the school of architecture. And then I got my stuff transferred to where I could do my stuff school business. And, you know, that next quarter, winter quarter, I was in the school of business. Had to start off taking, you take like a uh, intro to computers. You take, I think I had to retake the math again. And I had to take a, uh, what's that, was it a business class? Yeah, I think I had to take like a business class. It was in the winter or the spring. I'm not going to give you a whole rundown of what I did that first year, but I can honestly say that when I when it came to my major classes, I really did enjoy them. The other classes, I didn't care so much about them, but I knew I needed them to pass, unfortunately. So that's what I did for that. And um, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff, like if you go to the, if I go to my first computer class I had to take, that's really much IBCA. It's kind of the same thing you do in high school. Learn about Excel. I think at this time we did like a pro, uh, we did something with Access, and it was cool. I mean, we to, I forgot what the, I forgot what this thing was. Uh, Mr. Swart, shout out to Mr. Swart. We had this program where we did um, our homework to, for uh, for that crap, and um, it is what it is. Uh, I think about my almost the end parts of my summer years when I finally started doing stuff like database class, and programming classes, and I will say that though not really very beneficial, it still was cool enough that I was able to experience those classes because I got a chance to see, okay, hmm, this is what you do in databases when you you know you're building databases. Oh, this is what you do in programming, even though we were not learning a viable programming language. Matter of fact. If anybody from LA Tech is watching this in the college business, it says in CIS and what other majors they got in there over that, stop teaching people visual basic. Stop it. Just stop it. Teach people Python, Java, or whatever new programming language they may need for potential job opportunities. Nobody, I have not seen visual basic on a job description since 2013 and I didn't even see it then so all I'm saying to say this is you know that was outdated so it wasn't it wasn't too beneficial for me but you know as I go into I think the the last years I I really I had my kind of like my breakthrough I did this forensics class but you know forensics is part of cybersecurity and that was the class of like, this is interesting. Like, guys, prior to this, I didn't know the stuff that I found out. Like, we did a lab where we put something on a USB drive, and then we deleted it, and then we recovered it. That's when I told people, I said, hey, y'all think y'all deleting stuff, but if people with skills can go back on there with the right tools, and they can get what you deleted. And I don't think a lot of people still don't know that. Just because you delete it, I mean, it's gone. It's on the server somewhere. So I always remember that. It's always backups, always copies. So I did that, and that's when I was like, man, the light bulb went off. And now, guys, I know I, I, I skipped a lot of stuff. It's because, you know, truthfully, though um, 
I think I've met some good people in college. I don't really feel like it was that conducive to me finding my first job, honestly. I mean, I took hard work into it. I mean, it showed I could pass and graduate, but I don't think it helped me that much. But that's just me. That's just me speaking. But um, I had to back up a little bit, man. But at moving along past that, that summer, 2013, I finally get my SEC Plus, and you know, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm with it. I'm, I'm a, even, I think before the summer, I had already did my capstone uh, for CIS. It was a system analysis and design. And pretty much what we did was we made an inventory system for the bowling shoes in our uh, our recreational center, intramural center, that's called Lambright. And that was pretty cool. It shows you kind of what you would do at work. Like right now, even their work, working projects, teams, and work on different things. And um, we used stuff like Microsoft Project and Access, and we were coding. So I would say we combined a lot of stuff that we did in class, but, you know, when they're very, I mean, when useful, like I had probably like, a chance at one internship that I lost out on uh, to a friend of mine. I think we like the top two candidates. And then I interviewed for a position with um, CenturyLink. It's like an IT some position. It was going to be in their headquarters in Monroe. And this was going to probably, they wanted me to do this while I was in school. And at the time, I didn't have a car. So, uh, yeah, I made it through college guys without a car. <laughs> I know. But you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is, and y'all guys might be hard trying to follow me, but hey, if you are watching this right now, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you share this podcast out to as many people as possible. That's really the best way you can help it grow. But, um, yeah, I mean, back to that, you know, wasn't much that bachelors really helped with. When it came to getting out of school, I was just applying to everything. I had already just was applying to everything. Didn't have a strategy. Didn't have a goal on what job I wanted. And pretty much I got to the point where I just wanted to get any type of position. I interviewed with the Rico printer people. That didn't go well. I interviewed with, uh, I was going to be like a, a technician for AT&T. I was just interviewing, uh, I was just applying to a lot of stuff. And you know, if you are one of my clients now, you know one of the things I stress now is when you're applying, make sure you got some of the skills that's on there. I didn't have some of the skills. I just was applying because I had a bachelor's. I'm like, oh, well, they should have me. I got a bachelor's. And I think that was really my mindset back then because going into college, that's what people tell you to do. Go to school, get a bachelor's, you're going to get a good job. No, that's not the case. I was fortunate enough to, I cannot even remember how the recruiter from Apex I gotta cut that out. The recruiter from Apex, I don't know how they found my information in Indeed, honestly, to tell you the truth. They found my information and she called me. I was at work. And I'm like, who is this? Hey, is this Mr. Davis? Yeah, it's me. Um, Hey, this is Rachel. Uh, I think her name is Galvinian. Apex system, how you doing today? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm good. 
Yeah, I saw your resume. Uh, we have a project coming up in the Shreveport Bulger uh, about a potential, you know, job position to where you could start off making X amount and after six months you make like $30 an hour. So I know I move past the story fast, but just imagine at the time you're back at home working at Target making seven seventy five an hour. And somebody tell you thirty, what you think you what you think I'm gonna do? I ain't matter of fact guys, look, I answered the phone on the floor. I was at work. I was at seasonal. I was hey, everything I love. I was at seasonal and I was walking around talking to her on my phone. Matter of fact, at the time I had an iPhone. And you know, they uh she contacted me, they got me something they prepped me for the interview with Rosa and I passed the interview, of course, because they prepped you with what you need to answer. And then, you know, the waiting game happened. Uh, this this role required a secret clearance. And guys, clearance process can't take long. Granted, I was younger, so it wasn't too bad. I think I think it would have it took me about two months. So I got the technically I got the position in March of twenty fourteen, but I didn't start till May of twenty fourteen. And I quit Target in March, so that kind of was like a long month. And you don't get paid a lot of money, and you didn't plan to not work. It's rough, and that's something I didn't do back then. I didn't, I didn't really have a lot of guidance when it came to money back then. I was just like, uh, good thing is I didn't have a family to support, but I would never do something like that again. Just quit, and then I know we should start. Like, don't put your two guys. Look, don't put your two weeks in until you start the new job. You know, especially if you're tech, because most of the time we put the two weeks in, they probably gonna terminate all your access and tell you to mail your stuff in, and they are going to pay you for the two weeks. Honestly, you know, it's just an easier way for them uh, instead of just waiting till the end of the two weeks to do everything. But don't do that. So, so money was getting low, and finally started. And yeah, May of 2014 is when my real experience started. And I kind of skipped that I, you know, worked in the college of business when I was in uh, college as a, like an IT tech. Um, I don't really count as a real experience because, I mean, granted, I was getting minimum wage and I was getting like, what, 20 hours a week or, or something like that. So that's only, what, 80 hours a check. But, you know, it still was good enough for us. Like, I think I had a ticket system on my bill and, and, Troubleshooting skills, and I think we had to like wipe drives and other stuff and make Ethernet cables. So, you know, all in all, it was an experience. It was an experience, but now, man, let's, you know, let's let's really get into it, man. You know, hey, guys, this this is this is where it's about to get good. You know, TSA IT help this. Um, working for at the time was Apex through CSC, which was Computer Sciences Corporation. Man. So let me tell you guys that everybody, so they, they, we didn't know, but they had already had two classes that came in. So the first class and the second class, we were the third training class. They brought us in, we had a big class, I think about seven or eight of us. And they didn't tell us it was help desk. We got there and they was like, yeah, you're going to be talking on the phone. We was like, what? I don't want to talk on the phone. We're like, well, I got to do that. So that was kind of like, the red flag, and we was kind of worried about it. I think it was a little bit of scams, like, but you didn't really want to do it. But after training and doing enough driving, I got used to it, you know. It is what it is. And I would say that 
one of the best things is certain jobs that make you uncomfortable, make you help you out really in your career because they push you. Uh, easy job is okay because you already know how to do it, but it don't make you get better. It don't make you get in your bag and get some skills out. It don't make you figure out how good are you, how bad do you really want this position. So that's kind of what that did. That kind of pushed me. I was already a person that, as you can see, I got a YouTube channel. I love to talk, but it pushed my skills to another level because I had to really talk and type. So. I had to do that, uh, so that's pretty cool. We'll get into like, you know, hey, y'all really want to know what it is. So most of the stuff we had was a simple like, a person need to pass or reset. Um, they can't access their email. Their network share drive is messing up. They need their print need to be mapped to a printer. Um, some about sometimes about an outage. Um, they can't. Get receive emails, so maybe they either ran out of space or they have too many big applications, applications files in their email, which guys will, you know, hinder you from receiving emails, you know, like you're supposed to. So clean that up when you can. That was some, like some of them. Mind you, I can't remember everything because this at this time now, this has been almost six years since I since I worked there. So we do that. I'm having, you know, everything. Everybody starts off with days. Then I think I started off doing like five to, maybe like five to two, then five to four. And then eventually I went to nights. Man, let me see about a funny story on nights. So I'm working on nights and people know, people take naps on nights. I'm like this, man. And so when somebody calls the phone, this is what you're supposed to do. It goes, bling. Thank you for calling the TSA IT help desk. My name is Henry. May I have your last name, please? That's what's supposed to happen when you alert. I wouldn't alert. Um, I was on the ground and I, I put you at night, you would put your phone on speaker so you can hear it go doom, went doom, you know, wiping my eyes when I wake up. And I say, hello? And then what I didn't know was it was the one of the supervisors, Steve Roundtree, was calling in and he was calling in to check on something, but he was like, hey, that's not how you're supposed to answer the phone, and this and that, and blah, 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 and I instantly, hey, listen, guys, I hadn't always been this person y'all see on YouTube. I got so scared, because it really was an unintentional mistake, like, going from working early mornings to working nights like that is rough on your body. Your body wants to be sleep then, and back then, we didn't get too many calls. I probably got, man, listen, we finna talk about it, but anyways, uh, so he calls back in against uh, Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. And he was like, hey, uh, I just called. Is that guy all right? He was like, yeah, I, th I think he's just been, I think he was sick or he's been working too long. So Aaron covered for me. So that was good. But, uh, dude, man, let me tell you, that job first starting off was gravy. I was getting paid around, uh, I was getting like 17 an hour. So 17 an hour, and then I was getting overtime. So back then, look, they was like, Listen, they was like, hey, we got overtime. You don't even got a schedule. Just come in to work. So when I tell you everybody's coming in at night shift to work, because back then at nighttime, you're only getting four to like five calls. No lie. I used to have, I got a, I used to have a stack of DVDs. I promise you, I could vividly remember this. And I would bring the DVDs up to work. 
watch DVDs. You know, I would come in and see. Sometimes probably if I was on my off day, then I would come in about six or seven. Yeah, I would come in about six or seven and probably work to what? Five, five or six. You know, easy money. Easy money. I'm talking about that lasted probably about to December 2014. So I was I was trying to get it in like you know as much as I could, but back then in Louisiana, you can stay taxed. So you had to work a good amount of overtime on your check in order for you to really see a big difference. So you know that it is what it is. So now we go from I started in May, so around November, December is around the time I'm supposed to convert from being Apex to CSC. Now, remember I told you that when they first called that we're supposed to get 30, probably get like 30 hours when we convert. Well, what we found out is they renegotiated the contract, didn't tell nobody. We found that out also from the first and second groups getting they, you know, when they was going over, found out that that wasn't true. People was getting pretty much lowball. When when they first sent it to me to convert, they offered me like 70 cents more. I was like, bruh, stop the cap. So I didn't convert until probably about January, February, going back and forth. And look, guys, everything is like, I've been through everything. I didn't know what kind of leverage I had then. I just wanted to get $40,000. And I was doing this back and forth with the manager. If I really knew what leverage I had, I could at least probably got 45. Because I could have said, I got this degree. I got this certification. I should get this. I could have got it because I said 40. They gave it to me the cheapest way possible. So I could have got it or at least close to it. So, guys, don't be scared to negotiate. I wasn't scared, but I just didn't know. Um, it was just one of the things. I didn't have somebody that I was like, just super comfortable with. To talk about, hey, how do I do this? Kind of like now, it's, it's, it's way more accessible now. And, you know, maybe a little bit of me back then didn't always tell people like what I made. Like now, I mean, I don't care. It is what it is. Money come and money go. The same thing to pertain to these corny hoes. Hey, hey, shout out to Wiz Khalifa, man, which I know about that. Uh, I think that was uh, not buy you a drink. Blue ice, things never look this nice. This the life we live. This the life we pay. <laughs> Whatever that is, uh, Johnny Giuliano, I think, did the beat. But uh, let me get back on schedule. I ain't know how to. I ain't know how to negotiate, so I got my little forty. At the time, for Shreveport Bolger, that was a lot. I was twenty-two or twenty-three at the time. I can't remember. Uh, I had just got my Mustang. Yeah, so also, guys, while going to work one night, I had a bad wreck. And uh, I think it was the beginning of 2014. Yeah, bad wreck. Total, total my car. Um, it was crazy. I saw it and just braced for impact. So this is crazy. Just driving to work sometimes. You just never know if you're going to make it back home alive or not. But I did that. And, um, Got the Mustang, so I need the 40, and I was doing good, you know, I was doing my thing, man. I had no kids, so I, I could afford, could I really afford it then? Not really, because that Mustang was like a 30, $30,000 some dollar car. 
So I was, I think, I'm saying around. I was paying six forty a Monday first, and then I was paying five forty. I got a hundred dollars cheaper. But could I really afford it? Not really. I really could. I make way more than I did back then, and my uh, car note is cheaper. So that should tell you something. So, like I said, I did it in the like, look. The likes uh, creep video should be right here. I'm just keeping it real with you guys, man. That's all I'm doing. But you know, let's move along with that. Uh, I got the money, and then, you know, also what they told you six months is you be able to go and go to a different department and all this other stuff. So I had already networked. I was cool. One of the guys that was working with us, he went over to the, our side was a help desk, and the other side was called EMOC. I forgot what EMOC stood for. And I was, you know, networking with those guys, talking to all those guys and trying to go, you know, to the next level. I had been to them say, hey, well, I'm trying to get cybersecurity out. I was trying to get out of there and the forces that, you know, that be would not let me be great for nothing. Like, listen, man, I got played so much at this job. It's just ridiculous, but it's all a learning experience. Like I was trying to get one position. So one time I was trying to go to, they had their own side business open up and they liked me. You know what's funny? I didn't, I knew they liked me because I had everything. I had safe plus, I had the experience. They liked me. You could tell when they like in an interview, but they didn't pick me. They picked my man's, you know, that worked in the front. Shout out to him. But he didn't have his, uh, his cert at the time. And at that time, I think at that particular role, I think I was a little better than him at that, you know. It's no shout out him. Shout out to him, man. Shout out my dog. Livest, man. But I was just saying in general how I was feeling at the time. And I found out later on that, you know, they purposely held me back. But see, here's the issue with that. You could at least say, hey, we know they want you. Let's give you, will you, will you stay for uh, X amount of money? I would have said no, but give me that courtesy. Don't just play me like that. That's why I'll tell you guys, y'all don't owe no company no loyalty. Because they're not going to be loyal to you when it counts. It just is what it is. So that was strike one. Slash two. Strike three happens when I am... Um, about the interview for this position and uh, for messaging. And guys, this messaging that do a Microsoft Exchange and stuff like that. So I was like, cool, I'm gonna learn Exchange. I'm gonna be even more valuable on the market. They played me to the left with that one. At this time, the OPM had a breach, so it was harder to get people to get clearances. And they stopped me from interviewing. So that's all good, but you lie. I asked the manager, I was like, hey, you know about my interview or you stopped my interview? I don't know, I don't know about it lie because HR person she was cool with me she told me what happened so I was about to go in there like oh dude I've leaned on me but I was like you got a car note to pay you know just just do what you gotta do to get out so keep on you know grinding I was and mind you look guys I know why they're trying to keep me I was one of the best like this is no cap whenever I go somewhere my goal is to just work hard and show you why you believed in me, why you picked me. And I'm going to always be one of the best. I was. I always had the good uh, QA. I always good FCR, first call resolution. I mean, even with a new task, I was good at documenting, putting out new steps for everybody. I was just a sponge, soaking up everything from Saw and, uh, what was it, uh, Paul and Jesus and, 
uh, the other guys we have to work with, I like you know everybody, man. I was that's that's what I was doing. Josh, shout out to Josh. Um, that's that's what I was good at. I'm, I, I've taken I've taken that skill set everywhere I can. So finally, I got to the point where I was like, I started going on ballistic mode, just starting to plot in Dallas, man. I was doing the same thing that I did before, but luckily I landed some for the knock roll. So I the knock roll helped me get to Dallas, but. Let me talk about something real quick, guys. A lot of people knock help desk roles for good reason. I overworked and underpaid mostly. Really, one of the core pieces of a company that they don't treat it like such because they are like the first responders. If anything, they're almost like when you call 911, they are very critical because they route everything to where it's supposed to go. So don't let, if you do help desk right now, don't let nobody play you about your job or nothing, man. Your job is more important than than your salary or what it says it is. Like people, no, help desk is very important. It just don't get the respect it deserves because it's high turnover and it's more of a, a job where you can just train somebody to do it, but super important. But I use all those soft skills that I got there all the time. I use them and new jobs, my communication, the documentation, troubleshooting, EQ, which stands for emotional intelligence. I'm able to figure out what questions I need to ask, what's going on, who to contact. Email etiquette was a big one. That's something I wasn't taught in college. I learned it on the help desk, how to type, hey, per so-and-so, uh, my boss advised this, um, no, per my last email. Um, or per documentation, you know, referencing KBs, learning how to use a ticketing system, learning how to make a parent child's uh, ticket, front end message, outages, um, severities, you name it. They're small things, but when you take them to different roles, they mean a lot. And when I went to the knock role, I was the newest guy, but the manager at the time, man, hey, RP to Tim, man, for real, RP to Tim. Uh, Tim. Pretty much beside outside of Jesse, he said, hey, man, you're going to run point on this. And I was documenting everything. I was getting, you know, comments because it was like, oh, he comes from this organization. He knows how to do this. So that's just that's that just shows you that you have abilities. But I also say don't stay in the helpless role no longer than six months to a year. After that, get out of there. Um, it's going to try to pigeonhole you. That's that's one of the issues. I fought with. It was all like, ah, oh, well, your experience is only this, uh, this and that. And I just, at the time, I didn't know what I know now. So that's all that is with when it comes to that. And uh, I'm going to cut it right here because I'm not going to pretty much get into the knock roll right now. I think that's a, probably another episode or a part of a new episode. I think this was a good enough right here to give you guys a uh, shout out to everybody that's still watching. Um, I'm be doing a giveaway real soon. Matter of fact, I don't know if I'm dropping this tomorrow. It might be spare a moment. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I appreciate everybody, man, that's rocking with me. Uh, the channel, we almost had 2,000 subs. We almost monetized. So, hey, I appreciate y'all, man, for real. I didn't ever think this has been a – I might go on a rant right here. This has been a year. I pretty much just passed, you know, the year mark of being on YouTube. And it's amazing, man. Uh I didn't think like I so for people that don't know, I had a YouTube channel before this called Banco Boxing. I love boxing. I still kind of keep up with it. I'm still a little bit in that community. Just a little bit, but I, I um 
I gave I gave Banco Box a lot of energy. And, um, you know, I don't call it a failure because I did get some notoriety. Like, people on Twitter was like, yo, Banco, what you think about this, Banco? Banco, hey, shout out to my dog, Banco. He keep it real. But it didn't go to the heights that this is at. So I'm going to say it's a failure just the fact that I got way more subs and less time. And Banco showed me how to do stuff right far as my niche, how to make my videos better, how to get people to subscribe, how to make sure I'm adding value, um, consistency, because I was sharing out a lot of videos. Some of them were good, some of them were bad. You know, I thought they were better than what they were. But that's what Banco showed. Doing that, I was like, I know this channel's going to do good, I just don't know how fast. And it was crazy. I think like six months ago, I didn't even have a thousand subs, if I'm not mistaken. I was watching one of my old videos. So I'm just like, man, I'm just crazy, man. So shout out to y'all, man. Y'all really have been, you know, supporting the channel and watching the channel. So I, I really appreciate that. And then y'all been rocking with me heavy with textual consulting. And I really appreciate that because y'all believe in me to help you with your career. And that's what I do. That's a good joy I get. Like, a, you know, when clients text me I'm like, hey, I got this interview. Or, you know, they, they coming in with the offer. Or I'm about to start today. Or they like me. Or, dude, that's that's crazy. You know, just a tidbit. And I'm, I didn't touch on my master's because that comes after everything. But I initially went back to school and said I'm going to be a manager so I could put my people on. But for some reason, I didn't even think I could do something like this until I said, you know what? I always help people. Let me go ahead and do it. And I've been doing it. And I've been putting people on, man. And. That's what it's about. And it's going to be each one, teach one. So y'all teach with person, man. But look, hey, I know y'all rock with me. Appreciate y'all. Y'all know how to touch in, tap in with me on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on TikTok. Uh, man, anything. You know what I'm saying? All my links are at my solo.to. And uh, if you need some coaching, you know what the link is. And yeah, man, this is this is the first one. The other ones are going to be better. But hey, I appreciate all y'all for rocking with me. It's your boy HD.